Action Park Media. Welcome to Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Ellis. I'm Kevin Dillon. And I am Kevin Connolly, once again in the live room. And live room is really where it's at, because last night we did a live Victory the Podcast in Brea, California, and it was amazing. Yeah, just to just to give people some context for it. So today we're covering season three, episode eight, the release. But we already did Vegas Baby Vegas, but that's going to air on Friday. So we recorded the live show yesterday at Brea. That's going to air on Friday, but this one airs on Wednesday. So we did a little flip-flop. And by the way, I thought the episode we're going to do today was just as good as Vegas Baby Vegas. I, I thought, thought it was a great episode. Amazing episode. And it, it, we kind of forgot about it. It was kind of one that flew under the radar, but as we watched it today, it was hilarious. Yeah. But we're going to get to that. Right, Let's we'll talk about that. the live show. I mean, I can't believe it. It was very surreal to me. First of all, we had a packed crowd on a Sunday at three, which I now realize I'm kind of stupid. I didn't realize we were being tested. They're like, you're going to Brea, California at three o'clock on a Sunday to see if we could fill the place. And we did, which is impressive. I didn't know they were testing us. I didn't know either. I I thought just what a horrible choice Sunday at three. I mean, (laughs) we should be doing Friday or Saturday night around nine. The whole point is they didn't want us on a Friday or Saturday night. I said this before, you know, for the bad sports analogy, we look great at the combine. (laughs) The scouts (laughs) love us, but until we can show that we can put people in the seats and that we can perform live, they didn't want to have us. That's why they stuck us, uh, you know, at three o'clock on a Sunday. And as we say, I don't know what the timeline is on the show, but we say it's a jerk off meeting, which is what? Like a three o'clock? The jerk off meeting. Yeah. It's that we got, we got, yeah, no, it was, it was definitely a tester because the ironic thing is they were closed on Sunday. So anything would have been something. It's all gravy for them. But we filled it. And and I want to say what was so surreal to me, because obviously the show's been off the air for 10 years. We know there's a, there's a fan base, but that crowd was podcast fans. They knew every thing that was going on in the podcast. They were fired up. They were screaming victory before we even got on stage. It was amazing. Yeah. And I got to say to the to the guy in the front row, I don't we know what booted in the first yeah, five what happened? He got I thrown like, out. Yeah, but he was great. I loved him. I don't he know what he great. did behind the scenes, but he was awesome. I guess he pissed off the uh, the club. Somehow. He and I were on a collision course. You thought there was going to yeah, be a battle? He just wouldn't. He just wasn't letting us do our thing. He was just, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he had to go, but the audience was fantastic. Yeah. Were you nervous also too? You know, hate to spoiler alert. Doug Allen releases the new hair on the <laughs> yeah. live podcast. How had that feel, Doug? Well, so just so everyone knows, because I don't want to be arrogant or cocky about it, uh, the hair is not ready for like harsh sunlight. <laughs> and uh, Raisa, who cuts all of our hairs, she's got a little movie magic that she's able to do to me that fills in a couple of spots she painted me. What I can tell you though is I felt amazing, but. I took a shower when I got home last night, and I asked her. Because she hit you with the fairy dust. She, yeah. yeah, and also she does even more than that. She almost fucking spray paints my head in case light hits me. You don't <laughs> see the scalp. But I felt really great until I got in the shower, and then it looked like the fucking scene from uh, Psycho, Psycho, the right. shower. <laughs> I mean, just black shit was pouring out of there, and I was right. like, I got very depressed, but it felt good on stage. So. Well, I have to say that light was pretty harsh, too, because I saw some video of my hair, and I was like, oh, my God, you could see right through it. You oh. see my bald. 
old spot. Oh. I should have had Raysa help me out a little bit I didn't bit notice there. that, but you may need Dr. Zeering, and then it'll be uh, gone. Right, but... uh, we're going to see how yours comes out. <laughs> Dylan was trying to get Doug to wear the hat and then take it off I on wanted the, the reveal. I thought it would have been a great reveal. Here's the problem with the reveal. At that moment, his hair looked great, but you put a hat on, and then you take it off. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't and know what's going to happen. come and, off with the hat. Or it just looks funny, <laughs> it, or it looks funny, and then you're self-conscious. You self-conscious on stage for 80 minutes would have been a I was already self-conscious, by the way. But yeah. for real, we can get off the hair thing. Were you thing. nervous? I'll tell you in a second. But for real with the hair thing, and then we'll let this go. I don't have, there's no fake hair. But they did put a little stuff on my scalp. I will have real hair in a year. And hopefully it looks as good as it looks last night in the daylight. But I was very nervous. And I want to say this for real. I mean this to you guys. You guys crushed it. There were a couple of times where it doesn't happen when we're here. I feel very comfortable here. There were a couple of times when I was sitting there. I'm like, God, these guys are so much fucking funnier than me. I better come up with something to say. Because no. you Oh, guys no. were crushing it. I mean, you just were. And I Dylan, thought you crushed it, Doug. Oh, I, I appreciate the three it. of us were great up there. Right? Yeah, yeah Doug, really you're the point, Doug, you're the point guard, bro. Listen, you're I appreciate whatever guard. it is, and I'm not. I'm really not fishing for compliments. Are you sure? But you guys were really great. And Dylan, you look, you know how to play the crowd, and he they sure love does. you. And he sure does, man. <laughs> Dylan had a guy come up and sign. Dylan signed a calf. Yeah, oh, my more God. than one, no. Uh, no, no, just one calf. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. The guy told me, I saw the same guy afterwards. That was dinner. his calf. And he's like, I'm going to get this tattooed on my leg. I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> right. You don't want to do don't that. Don't do that. But if he does, yeah, we'd love us. to have him on yeah, yeah, yeah. the podcast the as a special <laughs> guest to any day of the week. Uh, but couldn't it be a chick's leg? Could I just get a girl's <laughs> leg? I always got to get You know, dudes. we have to build the female audience there. I mean, no, no, listen, no. oh, no, there was plenty of, of women there that were fans of the podcast. Yeah. And fans yeah. of the show. It well, was, Sarah Sanderson much- brought some friends, but the best thing is Karen Cruz, who's one of Sarah's good friends, brought her mother. And I mean, she's not someone you would typically think would like Entourage or this podcast. And she's seen every episode and she loved the podcast. And she was like nervous to see you guys. She really liked it. So it was very cool. <laughs> Dylan, obviously something happens to you when the lights go on, right? With Dylan? Yeah. It's just, it's just there's like a switch happened and you just lit up He's the a performer. Room. Right. Yeah, did you feel <laughs> Did you feel that uh, switch flip, and did you feel yourself kick into gear? Because I, I don't know about you. You know, I haven't done anything really like that before. We've spoken on stage, but I've never been on stage trying to be funny. So that was – how did you feel? Yeah, well, I didn't really go on to stage thinking i got to be funny. Right. I just went out and said, all right, let's play the crowd. Right. And you kind of get – you get some energy I from think them. You build off of that. thing with you, Kevin. You are what you are. And, and just a behind-the-scenes moment, which was so funny that I know you're just being serious. Someone brings up a poster of Dylan, and there's something wrong with the picture of Kevin. Like, there's no question about it. His eye well, looks it's not weird. his eye. I look like I'm, my eye is looking off. The, there's a dust on the uh, on the negative or how something. That got, I'm not signing that. How one. that got through. But I've over the years, I've seen you deny plenty yeah, of yeah. You just won't sign that picture. But my point yeah, was, I thought you were doing a bit because it was right out of the pilot because she was like, my eye's fucked up, which is like when you said, Vince, they got your eye color all wrong. And I was like, is Dylan being funny or crazy? And then I looked at the picture, which it was, where the hell would that come from? I mean, You know what? It, there's a plenty of them out there, and I've been asked to sign hundreds of that same exact I've, photo. I've seen and you shoot down that picture 10 the times The only time myself. I sign it 
is if I draw glasses, I, I'll like draw sunglasses. <laughs> Dylan will on disfigure myself. the photo. <laughs> I just wonder if one day it'll have a lot of value because I don't know if you guys have seen what's going on with trading cards right now. Like people are getting rich off of cards that I used to have in my house that my mother threw out. I mean, they have gone up 500% oh, yeah. in the last six, eight months. So this Dylan weird eye shot might be worth a lot someday. We should have <laughs> sold some, uh, some, some cards uh, in the merch shop. Ooh, we, we should, should make a rookie we card should, at we Dylan. We should do it. Yeah. Dylan rookie card. Rookie card. Oh, also, we you're were, the rookie, Doug. When we were, we were first signing, big stage moment. I, I also, you know, people were bringing stuff up to sign, and uh, I watched Dylan sign a Blob DVD. I saw oh, he signed a yeah, Blob yeah. DVD, yeah, yeah. and then he looked at me. One, he looked at me. He's like, Connolly, I'm assuming you don't want to sign this platoon poster. <laughs> Weird. No one, no one brought up also. any Fat Beach DVDs or but laser was, discs. You it, know? It, it was it was fun and and truthfully, I really I really wasn't nervous. I well, I don't know. I wasn't yeah. nervous. You know and, what? We're just being ourselves, right? And having fun. So the only just, thing I was nervous about is would a crowd show up, and they did. Which and they is did. Awesome. Yeah. But let's be honest, it was harder. Like what we're about to do with season three, episode eight, the release. It's it'll be easier to cover this episode. It was hard to kind of do the ep- cover the actual episode in yeah. front of the crowd because we were so reliant on the crowd, right? Yeah. 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 When we hear that episode, maybe we'll talk more about Vegas. But the great thing is, is that now people want us to come to different theaters around the country, around the world, Australia, wow. UK, wow. Ireland, Israel. Like I've heard from all these people and I, I got to be honest with you. Like if we could go on a little tour and, and do this, it's just, it was fun. I think the shows would get better for me personally as, you know, what I'll say it, the businessman, I, from a data standpoint, we learned a lot <laughs> at, about how we can, A, improve. And that's not to say that we didn't do well yesterday, but I yeah. think there's things that we can improve Give me on some of the a, data. What can we do? Well, I mean, I think I think we could add some multimedia. Like, for example, you know, we talked, uh, you, as you'll hear in the episode, there's the story about Doug and Dylan kind of butting heads about when Dylan is walking away with the lotion after he's mad at Ken. Oh, yeah. If you did a cutaway. Like, if you yeah. did. Of if, me throwing right. I mean, I had to walk up and down that hallway so many That's times. The Vegas it's, it's, it's in the Vegas episode where after Dylan gets mad at, at Ken and he's and he's storming through the hallway and Doug wanted him to drop the lotion the way Michael Corleone dropped the gun in The Godfather. But it wasn't scripted, so I have to go by memory. I right, mean, and, I saw the movie, but I can't remember how. But it also, too, it. Dylan, to your point, at that at that time, it wasn't like you could just jump on YouTube on your phone no. and watch it. So we we couldn't find the clip. So we Doug, had razor phones. We Doug, had, uh, <laughs> Doug, with, Doug and Dylan were kind of budding heads because Doug wanted it to be specific, but it would have been funny to run that clip alongside yeah. split screen. Yeah, with So things cool. like that. Add some animation. I think there's things we can do to make it a little more But uh, I'll tell you unique. what was a big yeah. hit, and just so everyone knows who was there and when you hear it, I spent a large portion of the morning making sure we could find a robe. We had aye, aye, aye. Natalie Mark delivered the robe from Chinatown on a Sunday, and people loved that you, Kevin Dillon yeah. walked out with basically the same robe he wore in the episode. It was, and, yeah, it was really close. She got the same color. Yeah. I, I owe her a couple hundred bucks. So no, no, gonna... we got that. We got that covered. <laughs> out of, it comes out of the big giant pot of tickets. Yeah, you know, but she was great. And then I, uh, I gave it away. I threw it out to the crowd, which is weird. You threw it out like you were at a wedding, and you were throwing yeah, away the over, bouquet to one, the of the, one of the shoulders. I didn't want to aim it someone and like, oh, right, here throw it's it for you. But I it looked, to make it looked random. super feminine. Like it was, you were <laughs> it looked super feminine. But like it was great. And you know, Michael Fiorelli, who who Olivetta Restaurant, great restaurant. He's the chef. At. We all got to go there, but, but he, those guys are his buddy Long called Island it. Too. They're Long yeah. Island guys. Yeah. 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 Good guy. 
a little rigged. The other thing about it was we there was so much. We made such a big deal about the robe. I'm going. Is anybody even gonna really? I, like you could watch it, but I I would have not expected the robe to be as big of a hit. Yeah, no, that was a hit because it was no a doubt. night. Let's face it, no it was doubt. A pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah but Natalie came through. And it right, out we great. got the yeah. we got the robe. It worked out. It was a pain in the ass, but it it paid off way more than I would have expected. But I think that's the thing to think about. Also, is like if we can give people some inside jokes and stuff like that, they really like it. And and really more to the point, I know that's entourage specific, but they really knew stuff about yeah. the podcast. And Stock Tip Dave was a giant hit. He was walking <laughs> around like he was Elvis. I mean, everyone was screaming his name. It was Yeah, nuts. and then he got hammered and made a horse's ass out of himself at State Social for the Jake Paul fight. <laughs> he was like walking on water. He was so excited he got bombed. Dave weighs 120 pounds. He has 14 vodka sodas. I'm like, Whoa, Dave, yeah, he I'm can, impressed. can hold his booze better than Dylan. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't know about that, bro. Anyone watch that fight? We watched the fight. I saw highlights. We watched the thoughts. Fight. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, I like to watch professionals personally, but that, that looked, it was a pretty, uh, pretty good fight. It's hard to deny that this guy Jake Paul is not a genius. He is. Right, he's a marketing so, genius. So people could say what they want, but you know, and he's obviously not a bad fighter. I wouldn't certainly wouldn't want to get in the ring with him. I no, mean, no, he throws a hard punch. Yeah, yeah. I just would be interesting to it. see him fight a real boxer that that'll yeah. be which he's gonna have to get to i guess if he really wants to do this but whoever's handling his career is handling it very well because each guy is a little bit better but it's still nobody that can can really beat him because clearly when you watch that fight and i don't know what conspiracies i mean jake paul whipped his ass up and down the ring for eight rounds sports illustrated said they didn't think so um, i mean again i didn't i didn't well, sports I, illustrated is <laughs> in on the take or something because they're i i know i mean it was it was I, listen i i was kind of pulling now, if he did a, mma you know my jiu-jitsu instructor you guys saw him bomba oh, tough looking who dude bro beast. so that's who's <laughs> training me so i don't He's know training I, you how, how, how since when yeah uh, it's been about three weeks yeah so i'm, I'm just debating so you, you think know. he maybe could take this guy jake well jake is boxing <laughs> but i, I just you know wonder, I, i'm like, just i'm thinking about say the ground thinking to the mat you say yeah. you're grounded pound yeah I, thought, I don't want to get in a boxing ring but maybe you know maybe yeah. six I weeks John i go was your trainer well now he won't speak to me because you've blown him up so much so and and we'll leave it at that because connelly he's now sensitive about the chair but just so everyone knows update chair there is no update and we haven't heard a word talking about the chair that's it anyway we're going to come back after the break with season Three, episode eight, the release, directed by Patty Jenkins. All right, welcome back, Victory the Podcast. In in between the break, uh, Dylan was offended that he was not invited to the Connolly party to watch the fight. I was not. I mean, invited I had either. a lot of better things to do, but I wasn't, but I liked the invite. It not, wasn't. A, it was a party. We, the production team stopped for a couple of cocktails. Not only was I not was a surprise. Not only was I not invited, but <laughs> I left my sunglasses at the venue for this three o'clock show. And when I was driving home an hour from Brea, California, I had no glasses because Connolly decided to take them. I mean, it was actually one of the most brutal. Take them with home. you. You left them there. I, I was in the parking lot. I texted you. I go, "Are you here?" And then. Mike August ran in. Who, uh, no, we, dude, we were, I was right next door having dinner. I could have grabbed him for you. you we got I wasn't him. invited to dinner either. What no, kind you of fucking my, animals are you guys? My buddy Bob was there. And right, I, right, right. There was right. a little fish joint, uh, and an I invites, was starved, so I didn't invite's always nice, though. An I just invites. wonder, though. You know, it's interesting. Like, you know, there's some bands. Like, we're talking, we're touring. There's some bands that go on. They don't really socialize yet. Maybe we're going to have separate tour buses. Yeah, maybe we'll that's we go us. We're going to have separate tour buses. All right. Anyway, season eight. Jesus, why do I keep saying that? Season three. What's 
it's tongue twister. <laughs> Season three, episode eight. Dylan, I know on behalf of you, I will say you love yourself in this episode. It's a great well, drama. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty damn good. <laughs> you, you were. He excellent. really was. <laughs> you know was. what? I love when drama's just angry when he's got this crazy anger, you know? You know what? You bring such comedy to something that we all know those guys. We all know that guy who's getting riled up about everything. And you have a giant day here because you have a big audition and you're getting in fights with everybody, but you're likable doing it. It's not an easy thing to do. So drama has an audition for, and this happens with actors. Sometimes you read a script or you read a role and you just feel... I am perfect for this. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get it, but it does and, change. And he knows that he burns, and he's like, and he's oh, got, he owes me. He's got a connection. <laughs> he So drama's anger in this episode really comes from a place of him having anxiety. That's yeah. anxiety, anger. And of course, he gets a ticket while he's sitting in the car. That pisses him off. By the way, that pisses me off. Oh, oh yeah. God. I oh, yeah. I mean, Even when I'm not in the car, I'm pissed off. Right. I mean, no, but I mean, if you're like sitting in your car and they come yeah. up behind you and they stick it on, the, it, it, it's annoying. And so. then I couldn't get my free cup of coffee and I just completely snapped. I love right. that scene. That was, that was at the so dialogue great. cafe. I also love I'm the- not going anywhere until <laughs> I get my coffee. <laughs> I also love that Eddie Burns, in which a lot of stuff that I would write into these things, and I wrote this this episode with Brian Burns, Eddie's brother. But a lot of stuff I would I would put in was really from my life, and and Eddie thanks you for basically making his career as if he offered you the lead in Brothers McMullen, and you turned it down to do some <laughs> shitty part on Nine Hundred Two and O, and and uh, then he took the part, and, and he, he makes uh, his yeah. life, and and that came. From me because That's a great I, idea. The short film that I was doing, I was gonna play the lead. I'm not saying I would have been good, but all of a sudden John Cryer, like agent called on his short film and was like, he wants to do it. And obviously he's a better actor than me, so we did that. But I just had a thought, Dylan. So that scene where Dylan throws the temper tantrum in the coffee shop, which is the dialogue cafe. Do you remember what happened that day when you guys were out front shooting that with the car? Do you remember the again, this is early enough in the show, right? So season three hasn't aired yet. We're shooting season three, so season one and two have aired, but you remember when the bus drove by and all the kids were out uh, hanging out of the was window? Was that this episode? That was that that was all the right, episode. You yeah. guys were shooting that at Dialogue Cafe. A bus, a school bus, or some kind of bus with all these kids pulled up. Up and they saw Dylan out in front of the Dialogue Cafe and they were yeah. screaming Viking Quest and Victory and all this Yeah, yeah, that's the first time we went, wow, yeah. this show really is yeah, taking yeah, off, yeah. isn't that it? Was, that but was I like story-wise how this, how this episode starts is Dylan's, it's drama story. He's got to be focused, which, you know, we Like know. a laser. Like a laser. Yeah, it, it, that, that line when Dylan, well, I'm like, Dylan, you know, uh, drama, you just you should just stay focused. Yeah, you're right, E, like a laser, <laughs> was the one that was in the cut. But Dylan will tell you, yeah. you know, uh, Dylan was always a guy, you know, my limited comedy skill set, but I could feed the fastballs to yeah, Dylan. Yeah. I, had, like, I loved when you directed, because you'd get me, uh, get me to go a little bigger and then Doug, occasionally. And then Doug would bring it back down to earth <laughs> yeah. but Dylan and I I mean you'll never know it because it's just Laser. a quick but Dylan and I were I, I was inconsolable in the backseat of that car because it went from you're right I'm gonna be focused like a laser like yo Dylan you gotta do one where you really by the by the third or fourth take Dylan's like like a laser <laughs> and they used it in the, the second <laughs> laser I said but we went like ballistic laser. <laughs> we I were mean, going ballistic I, I was laughing Doug must have been looking you. at Dale he's going what the fuck right, we, gotta, we gotta do doing? less on the first one and <laughs> yeah. go bigger on the second one. Exactly. You know what, Dylan, uh, like I said, Dylan is sometimes able to take something that some people would make very stupid and make it really funny, and it was great. I'm sure I saw that first first daily and was like, 
done. Right. You know? One of the big surprises. And again, you know, it, it's been a while since we've watched these episodes. Hey, by the way, I, I just have to say, the guy who wouldn't sell me the coffee, who wouldn't give me the coffee. Big star. The guy's a big star now. Ken. Bigger than all of us. Ken Jung. <laughs> Ken Hang- Jung. Of Hangover fame. The guy's great, man. He was great in that, too. It, it, that's I, what I it's amazing. Like, he was in there. We forgot these. I mean, come on. When's the last time you watched that episode? It's been 10 years since yeah. you watched that you episode. Know? So there's these little things that you forget. Now, we know the title is called The Release, but we don't know exactly what that means. But out of nowhere, Billy Walsh pops up because Queens Boulevard is going to get released on 1,200 screens. And it's great news, but they um, are, have changed the film from black and white to color. <laughs> yeah. So we call him Billy Walsh is at the track. And come on, man. When you, when you, when you cut to Billy Walsh. The guy yeah. is dominant. Am, am, am I nuts that he should not have gotten an Emmy nomination? I mean, he he's absolutely so kills it, and every second he's on the screen, you can't take he your eyes off. Just dominates. He yeah. dominates. Yeah. He's at the track, and he's yelling at the horse. Come on, you slag! <laughs> he called the horse a slag. So we call him, and uh, and and we tell then him. He goes. That. He goes. I'm not gonna let these fucks Aquamanify my movie. <laughs> my, I'm not gonna let these fucks Aquamanify my film. <laughs> um, so but they turn it to color. What do you think about? That. I mean, you know, uh, the colorization of it. I, I thought it looked pretty cool, to be honest with you. The colorization, <laughs> but no, I, I understand why he would be mad. Could be a tough pill to swallow if you yeah. if you do this. You know, you do it as an independent film, yeah. right? And you're doing it this way, and that's what it is. And then all of a sudden, oh, we're going to do this, and we're going to com- basically completely change the movie. You could make a case that he's upset. Of course, granted, Billy Walsh is slightly aggressive, but I mean, what do you yeah. think about that? Well, thing? I think a couple of things. One, the story came from reality because at the time they were, I don't know if it was TBS, TNT, but they were colorizing these old movies. Oh, like which, the Honeymooners yeah, or like TV just shows? Yeah, weird shit you were seeing, like, color on it. And what I really thought about, and you can decide for yourself whether a movie like Raging Bull would it be better if they shot it in color because Scorsese definitely fought with the studio about that because he oh, wanted it black and white yeah well, but Scorsese at that point could make that call right? yeah but imagine a taxi driver but imagine yeah. a guy like him and I know Connolly you're a you're a film historian guy imagine that they really took Raging Bull and colorized it how angry him and De Niro would be when that's it would have been it would have made Billy Walsh look tame yeah yes. so I think that's a realistic thing to be angry about you know right. Woody Allen's Manhattan which you know it was unfortunately not a movie that people think aged well now because of the story but it's a classic movie it was nominated for Oscars and you know he made Manhattan look incredible in black and white as you know uh, I think uh, Cha- I think Chapman shot Raging Bull I think but uh, just like it's a beautiful movie and it's black and white so it's hard to say but if anything that Billy Walsh has had the right to say colorizing the movie without talking to the director I think he's probably right about you know so yeah. we got yeah. the drama storyline is drama is anxious about this audition. His anger is flying off the handle. He's trying to get to this audition and everything is going wrong. Can't get his coffee. The car gets towed. Has to take a cab. So dr- this that's dropped. And, I, the- and I'm thinking about going to anger management class. Like, <laughs> right, right. Like the judge recommended a couple of years back. How <laughs> <laughs> would that line kill me? Right. Like as he settles down, he realizes that maybe he overreacted. So you got drama and turtle there. You got E and Vince dealing with Billy Walsh. Doug, break down the Ari storyline for us in this episode. So Ari is dealing with the fact that he's starting this new agency. He's using the money that Terrence owes him from a settlement to do that. And he's trying to do it in secret because. Terrence, if he finds out he's trying to 
compete with him or take his agents or clients, he's going to do everything he can to stop him. And uh, just a little side note on that scene where they walk in, which is like the Godfather, again, inspired a little yeah. bit by that. And and Jeremy, who, again, I, I know I say this a lot about both of you guys or all three of you, but what? He kills it. He just, I mean, he's like, great. He's I honestly, great. I watch him. It's not like I'm watching Jeremy anymore. It's I'm watching this character and he's so good. But just a backstory of this APA line that we put in, which I think Brian Burns might have come up with. I'm not positive. Maybe I did. I don't remember. But I was flying on a plane. Tell them what the line is. So the line was he walks in and he sees all the heads of the big agencies, which is CAA, William Morris, ICM, whoever Whoever else. was. But and the he's a- getting ambushed, basically. Well, the, the agencies are saying, look, if you're going to start your own agency, we're going to band together to put you out. Yeah. Right? But APA, which is a great agency, it's just not yeah, quite. Dad, they represent Dylan and I. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Now? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> is that true? Yeah, bro. Oh. Honestly, we I. We got to take that out of there now. No, <laughs> no, because I'll say this whatever it is, that was a long time ago. I've never gotten more love from an agent than, yeah, they're than great. Their APA. They're awesome. All right. So, they're anyway, great. they've it, been it, really good. So, it was a bit. But so I'm say you're sorry on a plane. To, say you're sorry to our agents. Uh, I'm sorry to APA. <laughs> but. APA, people really did take the show seriously. So if you put an insult on them, that would happen. Anyway, I'm flying back to New York. I'm still offended, even though all these years later. I'm flying back to New York. I got this guy next to me for four hours who, honestly, I I thought he was going to blow up the plane or something because he looked so angry. And it was close to 9-11 when you were nervous. And I really was thinking, like, okay, just be prepared. I didn't know jujitsu back then. Oh, yeah. Before (laughs) you took one jujitsu lesson. But be prepared because this guy looks fucking pissed off. And I honestly, I swear to God, I'm not exaggerating this, did not say one word to this guy for the five-hour flight to New York. As soon as I knew we were on the ground safely, then I was like— Were you wearing entourage— no memorabilia, uh, you know, a hat, a know. shirt. Was there no, anything? No, I was. I never wore hats back then. I had great hair. I was <laughs> so. But anyhow, now you'd be wearing an entourage hat. Oh, okay. I'd be wearing double hats then. <laughs> but I'm on the plane, and I wait till we land. Then I'm like, I look at him. I'm like, Are you right? Like, what's your problem? And he looks at me. He goes, I work at APA. <laughs> and I was oh, like, shit. And he was really pissed. I go. Yo, bro, it's a, it was a joke. And right, you should say I didn't write that line. And he said he really told me. He goes, You know what? I've worked there a long time. We're a serious place. And people are embarrassed. So anyway, it's a, it's a it joke. It falls into the same category as like taking the shot at Michael Bay or whatever. Yeah. People took the show literally. So yeah, the, the APA probably wasn't a great staff meeting that Monday. Which is interesting that you bring yeah. this up, by the way, because yesterday, Bo Jesse Christopher, who I haven't seen. Do you know him? I Point break. All right. I haven't seen him in so long. Great guy. But he's like, he's got this script and he's like, do you want to get involved in that? And he and he said, Stephen Dorff's attached to acting it. Now, Stephen Dorff, I've never even met the guy live. But he was really pissed about this line that Kevin Connolly came up with <laughs> right. 10 years ago. And uh, I'm interested to see when I read this script and I go, Bo, this, this script is amazing. I want to be involved. Stephen Dorff will be like, I don't work with that fucking asshole. So we said a line about Stephen Dorff that said he could close a movie faster than Stephen Dorff. That was a, anyway, that was a mean line. Yeah. All of the things, you know, we're kinder <laughs> and gentler some mean now. Things himself over <laughs> okay. years. We're kinder and gentler now. So we're not going to get, you know, nasty with people. Although I do want to say one thing after seeing Eddie Burns on the screen, who's awesome. I did a pilot. At HBO with Eddie Burns, Michael Imperioli. And I just want to say, not to HBO, because there's specific people. There's no generalizations. But Michael Lombardo, who is the president of HBO, who passed on my pilot 40, go fuck yourself. I just want to say that. Oh, Dylan's getting nervous. Uh, <laughs> well, I, mean, I got to say, Wait, he's not with 
HBO. He's anymore. not with HBO yeah. anymore. Oh, say, oh, he's that, a that hack. He's a hack, and then you know, well, nice guy. He is the one who kind of canceled us. He isn't did he? cancel us as well. So, Kevin, I want you to say, it. go fuck yourself, Michael and Barney. You want me to say? It? It? No, I, I don't think you should say it. Uh, <laughs> what's he doing now? Is he working for anybody? <laughs> I mean, he works for people. Columbia, bro. He's all right with me. Anyway, we're gonna come back talk more about this episode right after this break. All right, welcome back, Victor, the podcast, season three, episode eight, and we'll just wrap up the Ari storyline so Kevin Dillon can talk more about himself. Yes, so, uh, <laughs> which is really what we're all here for. It's anyway. really all that people want to hear. <laughs> so the Ari storyline, which I actually, honestly, I really love it because it's so real and true to life, and Hamburger Hamlet, which we went back to from uh, when Ari was fired earlier, the real Ari Emanuel, and obviously somebody must have mentioned it to me. I don't remember, maybe Levinson, but that's where he really met when he was forming uh, to leave CAA. Right, so to- just so for people listening, the Hamburger Hamlet, which is no longer, are they out of business across the country I all over the place? It, but there was a, a very famous Hollywood Hamburger right Hamlet. Right on Sunset. I used right. to go there all the time. Right. It was great. Right. It was a great place for like meetings. It was like a Hollywood meeting spot. And now it's like Sushi Roku or something. Yeah, it it's is. something, but it was it was Hamburger Hamlet and it was kind of old school, yeah. right? It's In hindsight, it's almost a shame that that place is gone because yeah. yeah. uh, it was pretty cool, but there was lots of uh, Hollywood business done there. So Ari Emanuel was taking he says there. that real meeting when he got caught leaving CAA and had to go start his own agency, it really happened there. And I've said it before, but Ari said when he watched the episode, which is uh, season two Exodus, he said when he watched it, he had heart palpitations that it felt so real to him what wow. was happening. So I, I, that's that was a cool thing to hear. But so this episode wraps up that Beverly D'Angelo, Barbara Miller saves him. But wait a second. So Ari goes in, he gets threatened by the heads of the other agencies. He yeah, which he could care less about. He says, fuck off. He goes to the hamburger. But the Hamlet. problem that happens in that scene is Terrence, who owes him 12 million bucks, basically says, I'm not paying you and you can sue me. And right. I'll just tie you Like up I signed the contracts, but I'm not going to give you the money. So Ari's at a and then he's got to go into all the agents and tell them like they got to work for free and right. make for up six months. Is yeah. that is that is there a world where that happens? Oh yeah, I mean people who six worked months? at six months How are you a long pay your time, rent? right? Okay, people who worked at Facebook, like well, people, who, people who painted the walls at Facebook, who took stock, made millions to tens of well, millions. Well, he has a line like, "Listen, people that were you know worked at Google, you know, you know, doing something with paper clips, you know, are, are billionaires." Yeah. Right? Now I don't know the real story, but it's all over the news and and Ari. Emmanuel, who I do, I love to this day. But, uh, you know, he brought his company public and, you know, they own MMA, uh, UFC and they own IMG and a lot of the agents there who did work for less because they thought we were getting so stock. So if you really believed in it, but six months is a long time, Dylan, right? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. But Three what months? I'm, what I'm yeah. saying though about the real Ari is there's a lot of agents complaining that they actually did work for less than they would have for stock and now they're not getting paid. I don't know what the That's real story is. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> Kevin's getting nervous when so, I talk about so, that. <laughs> so Barbara Miller swoops in and saves the day and is going to give him the money to start the agency. Yeah. But she wants Top billing. Yes. And funny. She wanted 60%. But can I also tell you what's and what funny did they about land that? On? What did they land on? I think they, I thought, 50, I thought they were 51 50, 49. 51 49. 50 no? 50? No, no, no. 51 49. 51 49. 51 49. Yeah. 51 49. And Barbara Miller getting the top billing. And this is the first time you hear Miller Gold. Miller Gold. Am I wrong? It's Gold Miller, correct? No, no, no. Miller Gold. She gets like the top beer. billing. She gets the top billing. All right. Okay. Wait. Gold Miller is the real place, right? Right. Gold Miller is okay, the real so place. Okay. So let me tell you why that story happened. I don't even remember what the script was originally, but legally, there's really Gold Miller, which at the time represented Jim oh, Carrey. By the way, Gold Miller's a huge, uh, Will a huge Farrell, company. They, they yeah. may be still around. I yeah, don't they know. are. I'm not really in the business anymore, So, but I, I don't know. But anyway... They don't do podcasts, so you wouldn't know about that. We could not <laughs> say uh, Gold Miller. 
So I had to change it, and it actually worked great for the story. I don't know right, what it was Right, that before. Ari had to suck it up and take the second bill. Yep. Like Dylan had to wow. do for me, for Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> so we see how that how that works that way. But, Perfect. But right. they end up, it ends up well. The company is funded. All is well in Ari Gold. Well, they're going to start a business, and now Ari's big client, which we'll get into the real story now of the rest of the episode, which how they intersect and how Reese and Vince and the guys are going to fuck up Ari in this start of his new agency. Right. Then we come back to drama. And I, again, it's been 10 years. I totally forgot. So yeah. you and Turtle are in the back of the cab. Yeah. Discussing and, your anger And issues. I get a call from uh, from Eddie Burns. Right. And he goes, hey, look, I just, uh, first of all, he left. I didn't miss the meeting. He left me. And yeah. I didn't realize. Like, and oh, you lied. And I lied. I was like, oh, man, I was waiting out there for an hour and a half. But, uh, <laughs> and that's so drama. So he thought he left you, but you you were late to the I meeting. I was late to you the meeting. You thought you missed the meeting, so, but yeah. he really stood you up. So you played through. And the other exactly. thing that you do there, which like, that, that, that I wrote or Brian wrote, whatever, that's similar to what we did earlier when you were doing the vagina monologues and you showed up at Jessica Alba's house, and basically, at the end, you remember you were so serious about it, and then you're like, oh, fuck that class. Who needs acting class? This yeah, is yeah, the yeah. same thing, because you're like, I'm going to go to anger management. I'm going to get my life together. Then you get the pilot, and you're like, remember what you Fuck said? anger management, bro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, oh, my God. Uh, what so What a unprofessional. Of all your years in the business. That's Dylan's phone ringing. FaceTiming is Billy Marty. Billy oh, Marty. Well, we'll which, take that. Tell Billy we'll take that later. Tell yeah, we yeah, love yeah. Billy. And do you know, so, so what, what happens here is Eddie Burns goes, I just want, I know you're right for the part. I just want to make sure you haven't aged too much. I'm like, aged? Me? I got carded at Barney's Beanery last week. <laughs> <laughs> great line, Doug. That is a great line. But also, let's call it what it is. Eddie Burns hits you with a straight offer. For yes, the a straight up offer. That's for a, Johnny Drama. That's big time. That's big time for anybody, bro. Especially it, nowadays. And a nice celebration in the car, too. Yeah. I mean, I was wondering if a victory was coming, but we got a yes. Oh, yes. Did a nice air punch. I know? actually, we thought about a victory there, too, but I thought it would have been probably. Yeah. Well, separate. I, I was yeah, about to say bit. that I assume Dylan and I probably battled because Dylan was like, why the fuck do yeah. I keep saying victory? I probably <laughs> should have said victory, and you probably wanted me to. You I'm know sure. what? I gotta be but honest. But it, it was a good celebration. I think I think Dylan might have been right on this one. I I did not miss victory there. I thought it might have been a little overkill. Right. The yeah. reality is yeah. that the episode felt amazing, and and we and touched, it flew too. Yeah. and we touched on oh it a little God. bit, but. Patty Jenkins, who directed this episode, is now one of the biggest directors in the world. Did For Wonder sure. Woman and right. was awesome to work with. Oh, and, she was the best. Just, I really enjoyed it. it. I was moved. hoping she was going to do more episodes. I think she outgrew us rather quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, She went on to do a little movie called Monster and said, we'll see you guys later. Yeah. Well, she already did Monster. Yeah, she oh, did, did Monster she? before. Yeah. Yeah, which she, but, I think she got nominated for an Oscar. Right? She yeah. was awesome. She was really cool. What would you guys rather do? I Just a side note. Patty Jenkins does Monster. Little independent movie. Gets nominated for an Oscar. Great movie. Charlize Theron, I think, won the Oscar. Then she goes and yes. does Wonder Woman. I mean, maybe this is... No, I don't think it's an obvious answer. You guys are film guys. Would you rather make this little independent classic that wins an Oscar, or would you rather make a giant action cartoon that makes a half a billion dollars? Or a billion? I'll take the B. <laughs> I'm with Dylan. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. with Dylan. I am too. Yeah, you know what? 25 years ago. And then with ago, that billion, I can make all the movies I well, want Well, that's what make. I'm saying. Well, that's true. Well, but you can't. I'm saying you, that, that's it. You're out of the no, business. No, no, no. Well, I got a billion. No, well, no, what do I no, not even I'll that, do whatever I can. The truth of the matter is, if you made Wonder Woman and the sequel and you made all that money and then you said, yo, I'm going to sit one out and I'm going to make this movie that I've been wanting to make. You that do that. That was not my hype. 
That was not my scenario. The question is, would you rather yeah. do a big popcorn yeah. When movie you were growing or... up, when you were yeah, coming yeah. into this business, was, did you dream about awards and arts? Did you dream about being successful and rich? Like, what were your thoughts, you know? I used to dream about, like, real, like, I don't, I swear to you, I could care less if I never get any awards ever again. I used to dream about winning awards and, and, and like, doing Keep art. Keep dreaming. No, I know, yeah, yeah. but I, you know, I've given up. I learned. Adrian and I used to, you remember when Adrian. Hey, for the reboot. You're going to get, you're gonna get a, to you? an award for the reboot. Yeah. I feel it. A Razzie. I feel it. I, I said to, uh, I said to Adrian, he was, you know, I don't know. There was, I, I felt, in my opinion, he was like, doing the scene kind of half-assed. In my <laughs> opinion, I'm just it. being honest. I felt like he was phoning in the scene, and I was like, Adrian, come on, man. Like, try this. I, I gave him some, I said something to him. I wasn't giving him, like, a line reading or a note, but I was basically like, I don't know, come on, man. What do you, and he, and he Get in the game, me, bro. Yeah, get in the game. And he looked at me and said, bro, I gave up on being one of the greats a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Touche. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I don't know how to res- how to respond to that. But he was great in his own way. You know, yeah, of great course. For that yo, part. He's always yo, great. He's yeah. great. So drama gets the pilot. Things things work out well for for the drama storyline yeah. and the Ari storyline. And now you got Vince and Billy Walsh and E and everybody together. Um, but nobody knows what we're about to do. They're addressing the Hollywood foreign press about the release of Aquaman. And it's funny. Ari has a line where he says, Vince, you see those microphones? Each one of those microphones equals a million dollars overseas or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, well, hold, hold that. Hold yeah. that well, what, what's an interesting thing to talk about now is the Hollywood foreign press, which all of us know how much ass we had to kiss to them years ago. They're gone. I mean, I don't know if they'll bounce back. I mean, yeah, there's been scandal after scandal. scandal. Oh, is that right? I didn't know. Yeah, like the accusations of like bribery and just terrible, terrible stuff. But so they're- Why didn't we bribe anyone? I would have bribed them. I should have bought Rollies for everyone. (laughs) But there's stories like that. Apparently. I know there I are. Yeah, That's you know, what I've I don't heard. Know if, so are Golden Globes true. happening still? Or? I have no idea. It's yeah. gonna be. It's gonna be interesting to it's see. A whole, it's a whole new world. But Vince yeah. gets up and he basically says, and and Dylan, you and I, this was this was great. And Doug, I don't know if you remember this, but Adrian gets up and he he says, or Vince gets up and he basically says, you know, people want to screw this movie over because for them it's all about and Money. i don't know what all of a sudden Adrian <laughs> makes this this acting choice to yeah. go because it's all about money <laughs> remember he threw the yeah. z on it and doug is like what, what are you doing bro what are you doing and he's like what i'm, I'm trying something he's like well try a little <laughs> try a little less <laughs> so they they, they ended you ended up landing on not money's Money, like it was yeah, yeah. a weird inflection. Do you know that he what? Did on I, it. And then Reese, uh, Billy Walsh from the back, commerce. <laughs> he goes, "Fuck commerce." Yeah. Fuck you commerce. know what? I don't remember that argument, but I. It real, wasn't an argument, but I like, really Adrian, will yeah. say to Adrian now, though, I liked it. So it was my, my, my bad. I thought it was yeah. great. You know, but. It became a running joke for yeah, Dylan yeah, and Adrian and I and Jerry's for years now. <laughs> I really, yeah. I'm, I'm losing my mind. I don't remember this. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, uh, it I said was... as soon as this episode, I was like, "Oh, this is the money's episode." <laughs> yeah, that's you kept saying that throughout. I'm like, "What's yeah. that?" I didn't know what you were talking about. And then when what, it came, what up, I do remember about that day was we were like. It was a long day when we were shooting that press conference. And I was looking at people. And I was looking at Patty Jenkins like, we're not going to get all this. And she was like, 
Yes, we're, we're, we're calm. So that's why she's doing Wonder Woman right, and exactly. I'm doing podcasts yeah, with you right, guys. Exactly. Yeah. She doesn't get rattled like you. <laughs> and, uh, and, and you know what's, what's crazy, too, about this kind of journey that we're taking? I'm now curious. I forgot what happens. Like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't remember, remember what happens. So the next episode. I know which, what happens with the Burns stuff. Right. That's going to uh, well, be great. Well, that's the other we thing, too, which is going to be fun coming up because that's the birth of Five Towns, which aside from being quotable and, and Dylan Heavy, it's going to be fun to cover. And maybe both, we get yeah. Brian Burns in or maybe Eddie Burns. Yeah, Burns. Ooh, that would be great. Either both of them those. said they do it, so we got oh, to get nice. them for sure. But yeah. what I can tell you is I don't really know what's coming either. And the only thing I'll say is I do get to watch this show as if I'm not involved now. And I know, like, there's, you know, some people, oh, two was the best season of this and that. Everything I've seen in season uh, three, yeah. there was one episode I, yeah. I mentioned that wasn't great. This episode was excellent. Was this excellent. was yeah, yeah, realistic yeah. Hollywood and great friendship stuff and this is my favorite season. Oh, really? Uh, I do love two. I love two, but three is my favorite. All I right. love yeah. season four, but we'll talk yeah, about four that. Yeah, four is pretty Four is good too, because yeah. it's got to, it, we'll talk about that. But right. but I want to start a new a new segment here on the podcast. Oh. At the end of every episode, we're going to say, what's your, your cringe-worthy line? Of the episode, right? Oh, and, I and wish you gave us time to think about it. Yeah, that. but like yeah. there, were, I just had the thought, and and of course it's funny, but it was a little cringeworthy when Ari is on the phone with Lloyd and he screams, Carmen "Unless Electric. Carmen Electric calls for an emergency titty fuck, I can't, <laughs> I can't be found." Right? That, I thought that it was titty, funny. Right? I thought it was funny. It's funny, but like that maybe is the one that you take back. You know, listen. What I can say is, at the time, with all the female execs who were reading these scripts, nobody even thought about it now in 2021 the 2021 take back we didn't necessarily need that line yeah, although I mean, it was funny no but so, what, what i'll say yeah. was then it really worked and i you know just to give a little context of the world i watched this weekend super bad stepbrothers two hilariously funny movies there is so much worse stuff in both of those movies right. than anything even remotely close to entourage and that's why it bothers me when people single out entourage now again, is that nice to say about Carmen Electra, which I bet she thought was funny? Is I'm my sure guess. She didn't, yeah. was but not I am telling it. you, watch Step Brothers and watch uh, Superbad, which are both still great. But they are saying stuff in there that is so much harsher than anything that we say. And the guys in the show, which I've always stood behind, they were good people looking out for each other. And usually, especially Ari, it was bluster and talk. Yeah, it was, yeah, it, yeah, it, it was coming. It's fine. But, funny. but wouldn't you? But I think it could be a fun, a, kind like of a, a fun segment. I probably should have told you guys. But yeah, yeah. There's no, always, I like it. Right? Like we'll talk there's about one for every every episode, an episode where maybe we would take that line so back. So when you mean cringeworthy, it's me, about would that line work? today because yeah. i still love all the lines right and and, and i'm and, i'm glad they're in there and but to the maybe, diehards maybe we would to the diehards we're not saying we're not backing off of anything that we did we're just simply highlighting a line that maybe you go Ooh, maybe in today's yeah. society maybe would. it's what not. i really like about this conversation is that Connolly. we've i've been asking for segments for a long time and i think it would help the podcast what i want to do which i'm uh, what oh, i do a lot segments no what i do a lot <laughs> what i do a lot is i i talk to these guys about things I can't talk to them off camera about because they get upset or rattled or whatever it is. I want to write a daily Dylan rant. Like, now he would have to study it because you know how he likes to do it. But I think, like, anything on, on whatever subjects we think, and I, I'm not trying to take the one-minute man because we love Kevin and we love what he does, but some version of Kevin Dillon's take on life that I work with him on, but it requires work. I want to know if the audience wants to hear that because Dylan, as I said, last night I see it as much as, as we go, oh, fuck, Dylan's not here today for the podcast. He's the fucking home run hitter. He showed up, and the he audience, showed up for the live show, and you'll hear it on Friday. <laughs> 
audience loves yeah. him, yeah. and I like that he's there because it's like uh, well, you know I in love baseball being here, man. This is this is a, I know, but you, you now move to like Santa Barbara, that, that so getting li- you that here. That live show, that live show was awesome. It was. It we got to do. We got to do it again. All right. Anything mm-hmm. else to discuss? That's it. Let's wrap it up. Dave. All right. That was that was excellent. Again, thank you guys for last night. It was a lot of fun, and thank everybody yeah, for showing thanks, up. Guys. Yep. And Kurrigan, you got something you want to say back there? Absolutely not. That was uh, pure gold. All right. That wraps up another episode of Victory, the podcast. I am Doug Allen. Please follow Hollywood Ways. Jesus. I'm Kevin Connolly. I'm Kevin Dillon. Victory! Victory!